It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're in a gaming mood. Ooh, pew, pew, pew. From Mortal Kombat all the way to Halo. And uh, I forgot about the Mortal Kombat news already. <laughs> I, that was my favorite thing to send you this week, Mike, in our chat messages. Uh, Star Wars is also tripling down on their game, so we'll talk about mm. what that means for people. Uh, Spider-Man's script is all online in its entire mm-hmm. unabashed glory and more. And more. Yeah, we're in a bit of a gaming mood, and it's l- lucky because I feel like we can fill some of the episode yeah. this week with uh, games because yeah. it's it's a, it, we were talking earlier, it's a, light, it's a lighter news week, and we think it's because it's kind of like the current kind of media climate at the yeah. moment. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff is being saved uh, for the Super Bowl here in two weeks. Yep. Uh, we actually got a little bit here just before we started recording from one of the, is it, is the is, do they call AFC. it the playoff games? AFC yeah, playoff the games? The AFC championship game today. So this will determine um, one of the two teams going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we got a trailer that just came out of that. So luckily we waited a couple minutes to start yeah. recording the episode here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're, I feel like a lot of the media blitz is being held back for like this, a couple of weeks, right? This so is we're, a we're calm before getting what we can a calm before yes. a storm, right? Like literally we have the Super Bowl, and then literally two weeks later, I think, or, or, or three is, is the Batman hitting, mm. you know? So, I mean, like if you're going to get content, you're going to get it those days, not right before those yeah. days. Question. So. Do you think uh, when it comes to Disney plus at the Super Bowl, mm. do you think we're going to be getting like a specific trailer for one disney plus property or do you think okay. they're going to kind of get just get a big sizzle reel for the platform no, in general it, just like it's 30 be, seconds of everything i think it'll be property based i think uh the obi-wan kenobi show is probably one of the few shows that could possibly quote unquote break the internet mike um based mm-hmm. on how long have we waited for ewan mcgregor to return and hayden christensen to return yeah honestly when have we ever thought about the prequels in a good life <laughs> only after the sequels came out right so mm-hmm. um i think that has a huge opportunity and honestly um from the marvel point of view i believe a she hulk trailer uh showing you know she hulk and abomination um, in their CGI forms and human forms could really cause a lot of uh, people yeah. to be like, oh, I'm interested in this now. Yeah, because so. we did we did get the Moon Knight trailer kind of out of the way, I suppose. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, you know, Disney putting up marketing dollars to, you know, air that mm-hmm. again in the Super Bowl. I would yeah. kind of air, I would air on the side of safety in my prediction and say it'll probably be more of a sizzle reel that could possibly lean heavily more towards like a particular thing in those like 30 seconds, however much Disney wants to buy. But yeah. I do agree. I think Obi-Wan probably could hold its own like 30 second spot and then say, yeah. Oh, go online to watch like the full trailer. Yeah. Right? It could even be a 15 second if they wanted to, or 30 second, like 15 mm-hmm. seconds of like, here's stuff from the movies and here's the new stuff. Because I think mm-hmm. once you show Darth Vader, right. And lightsabers in the trailer, everyone's ears mm-hmm. perk up no matter who yep. you are. Like especially you, Mike, because you love lightsabers so much. As soon as you <laughs> also, see them and hear the sound, you're gonna be like, "I need to go figure out what this is." So. Also, this is kind of a more of a special Super Bowl in the sense of last year, right? 
what could you promote? Nobody knew when we were going to be going back to mm-hmm. the movies, right? You know, the vac- the vaccines were, I think at that point, In, like, we were, barely they coming just out. started to yeah. like roll out, right? Uh, so uh, I, I think maybe we'll have uh, maybe some... Um, bigger yeah. outings this year i mean i'm down a- for i'm down for the commercials we have um yeah. we have the uh I, I forget all the tiers of peacock we are we are one tier away from having the most expensive version of peacock Ooh, you're so, in the middle tier all right <laughs> so uh i realized oh i can watch the super bowl on peacock because i don't have like bunny ears on my tv yeah. i don't have cable so, uh, hopefully the bandwidth holds well for that. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. Um, you mentioned that because, uh, this year I'm actually going to, um, we're going to have uh, some of my, my family over. So I'm, I'm going to do bunny ears on one TV and, mm-hmm. um, an IP streaming service on the other, um, mm-hmm. because we have local commercials, right? Um, mm-hmm. I like to see how stupid those are around here, <laughs> uh, in, in our market. So that's what the rabbit ears are for. Uh, and then the other one, um, just the IP streaming is really good because then you can um, literally not have to deal with commercials as, as much on it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think the other thing that could possibly, like we talked about, blow me out of the water is either a Flash trailer, which um, it's not in our notes because you theorized uh, based on Twitter we yeah. were going to get one this week. Yeah, Twitter every once in a while thinks I'm really into the DC universe and it puts in my trending section, like the Flash is trending on like Tuesday. I was like, why is the Flash trending? So I clicked on it, and then all of these like insider Flash accounts, right? Some of them yeah. were even verified, and these accounts are hardcore into the Flash. Every way, Ezra Miller, all over the place. I'm sure yeah. the CW show, uh, the CW show as well. We're all just like wink, wink, nod, nod. Wednesday night, here we go, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like then Wednesday night came and went, and I was like, well, nothing happened. So yeah, so yeah. It, if that trailer shows up as uh, getting rated, I could see that being a Super Bowl leading into a Batman, um, mm-hmm. you know, like one one on there, one in, in front of the Batman. Then also uh, Thor Love and Thunder would be a really good thing to actually bring, you know, Taika Waititi's humor and, 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 and that fun stuff into the fold as well. Those are my, mm-hmm. my movie uh, hopes, I guess, if you will. I wouldn't say predictions, but like keeping my fingers crossed for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up here and also i'm working on my menu gotta 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 cue the menu up for the super bowl right like it's not something you don't go buy it on saturday or <laughs> or the sunday morning because that's way too late for that yeah lots of dips uh we were cleaning out the refrigerator today and we kind of had this like uh rogue extra container of sour cream that was like you know quarter mm-hmm. filled coming up on an expiration date we were just about to get rid of it and i was like wait a minute super bowl's coming up i'm sure we're going to be making some sort of dip or yeah. something that's going to need some sour cream. And that's going to be perfect uh, avenue for this uh, container here. So that's yeah, right. That's right. There you go. That's, sl- that's slowly exactly. getting ready. <laughs> it's yeah. just so funny that like two two guys can talk so much about the Super Bowl and like we don't care really who plays in it. We're just it, talking it, about the commercials, the media. Apparently, the there's a sports game being played. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm I'm slightly more invested because there is a chance a Los Angeles based football team could mm-hmm. be in this Los hey. Angeles based Super yeah. Bowl this year, and um, we just is it the Rams? To our, yes, it's the Rams. Okay, and we just we just moved to our new place recently that has like a balcony that we've been told kind of faces areas sometimes where you can see fireworks and angelinos are infatuated with fireworks they look for any reason to shoot them off so i would assume that if a la team won the super bowl in los angeles the fireworks would be going crazy mm. so uh, I, I guess to rest in peace if you got an anxious dog out <laughs> here right that doesn't yeah. like fireworks but i know that game does not start until three o'clock today so who uh-huh. knows who's gonna well, win i don't know 
<laughs> Three, yeah, so there's the AFC, and I believe the other one's the NFC, right? Um, is the one you're talking about. Because the AFC is halftime right now. And that actually dropped one of our trailers we'll be talking about later. Uh, mm-hmm. in here. Man, I'm so, like hot I'm, off the presses. <laughs> I'm so detached from football that like when I want to know what's going on in the world of football, I literally just go to Google and I search the word football. And usually they're nice enough to put up a little like widget at the top of this thing. And I can yeah. see like, oh, the Chiefs are beating the Bengals yeah. right now. It's halftime. The Rams play the 49ers here at 3.30 today. <laughs> so. There you go. So that, that brings me to to something. We've, we've talked um, before the show and during the show. We're going to talk a lot about video games. One of my favorite video games um, from growing up is NFL Blitz, Mike. I oh, yeah. absolutely adore that game. My wife's like, I don't know why you like this. You don't like football. <laughs> but NFL Blitz isn't football. If this is not Madden. This isn't a simulator. This is an arcade game. Like where if you it's get like a, three good it's like passes, a fighting, guess, it's like a fighting game. Almost. Yeah, like you're on fire and you're literally on fire on the field doing this. You can, you have late hits and you can, you know, you can rush the the the, the person. Really, you're just trying to get the pass off as much as you can. And it was a good four-player game. And uh, NFL Blitz is one of my favorite games. And there's there's rumors. Uh, these I'm going to mark heavily rumors that you know the arcade one-ups that I kind of have a few of. Um, they'll be mm-hmm. doing an NFL Blitz version um, very soon. And I and I and I hope they do because I would love to. That would be that would be a must-have. Like I'd buy that probably at retail. But um, NFL Blitz is great because I'm going to actually whatever two teams they are, I'm going to go pick one of them and play that on my old '99 NFL Blitz, even though they're entirely different teams at this point. <laughs> Uh, still love doing that kind of stuff. Love, love that things. But um, I'm going to jump into some other games from the era. From 2001, um, I actually uh, got an old Windows laptop uh, gifted to me recently, and I was able mm-hmm. to reinstall games from the early 2000s on it <laughs> because they don't run on modern computers as well. Uh, thing, things have changed. But Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, are you familiar with this game, Mike? Have you uh, heard of it? I have, a fe- I have a feeling if I saw a screenshot yeah. of it, it would be familiar, it's, but no, I don't really know. This is the first Star Wars game. It was built on the Age of Empires engine. Uh, Oh, so it's one of those like civilization games. It's an RTS game for Star Wars, and they and you, um, it's right now it's like two dollars and nine cents on like Steam because they're doing a sale (laughs) on Star Wars Uh games. Uh, Normally it's like six bucks, but I was able to install it, and I've got some friends. Actually, we created our own little Discord group to play this together because this game um, was re-released, I think, in 2015. With uh, the ability to play, you know, online Uh, on modern connections. I'm looking at it right now. What is the? Is it? Does it include just uh, original trilogy kind of motifs, or does it have yeah. the prequels in there as well? It's both. Um, so oh, okay. actually, uh, it was it's the it's the prequels. Um, it starts off with the prequels because the first one you're you're playing is with Wookies because they're a class, and you go to Gungans, and then you kind of work your way through. Um, I think the first two movies, or the first movie, and then um, with Naboo and stuff like that. Then it goes into you know Hoth and Indoor and stuff like that. Um, in, in the back half of the game. And then they included in 2002, an expansion called the, the clone campaigns to add in the clones and more of the, the, the levels from the second movie, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, there was another game called empire war, but galactic battlegrounds, um, friends, uh, I, I play Fortnite with actually, we've all have fond memories of this game, which is now coming back. So I've actually installed it and have been playing a little bit, uh, with it and this is of the, the era of games where like the backgrounds are way too busy you don't know what to click on unless you mouse over it and then it glows um but there's actually a patch that someone has like gone through and released to make it actually fit on widescreen monitors because everything oh, was a 4-3 cool. ratio back then that's great 
Um, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not good at real time strategy games. Like I'm not good at resource mm-hmm. management. Put me in Starcraft, I'm done. Like I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. So um, it's been fun to kind of go back and revisit this. Uh, this is kind of like I'm, I'm, I went ahead and I was like, I've been scrolling through screenshots of this while you've been talking about it. I'm getting like kind of double nostalgia because nostalgia from like these civilization style games, and I haven't played one since I was like a kid. And then also kind of seeing the. Um, the episode one things like with yeah. like the destroyer droids and everything like that like like we were children when we first saw episode one we didn't know any better but we just liked the way it looked it was more it looked, star wars and it looked fun and yeah. like it's now nostalgia for us so i just remember playing like one of those very early like movie based video game tie-ins for episode one mm-hmm. right where you're running around as like you know teenage obi-wan with your braids oh, like, yeah. trying to fight destroyer droids and stuff and I wasn't competent enough with video games, so I was just stuck on this one level of, like, Naboo for, like, you know, weeks. I don't even think I ever made it past it. But, yeah, double nostalgia scrolling through yeah. this. It's, and it's really fun because, uh, again, it's old. It's, it's uh, you know, it's literally the same Age of Empires 1 and 2 engine. They just uh, created a new game based on that engine. So it, it's all isometrical. It reminds me more of the original Warcraft games. I don't know if you ever played mm-hmm. the original Warcraft games, not World of Warcraft um, mm-hmm. and, and you've, you know, you've got the fog of war, stuff like that. So I mean, I've been a really good time to kind of dive back into in the campaign. Um, I will say, uh, laptops weren't really around back then for this. So playing with the touchpad sucked. So I had to go dig out like a, my, my, my goodwill mouse to plug it in so I could <laughs> yeah. actually like control the screen a little bit more, but it's been a really good time. And, you know, a lot of these games are on steam. If you've got a PC that plays it, um, they, they can run, some, um, pretty basic games. It, it can play it. So I'd, I'd recommend it for people who are interested in that but on the flip side a brand new game came out friday the new pokemon game mike it is the mainline centuries called pokemon legends arceus and have you seen this at all are you familiar yeah, with this ha- first of all my first question is have you been playing this game yes because i have questions i actually have a lot of questions because i remember when this game was announced and i saw early footage of it like everyone was freaking out because they're like this is the pokemon game that we've been waiting for you know it's the open world game where you can run up and find the pokemon you can like throw Mm -hmm. the pokeball then you can also fight them and everything but the more and more i kept looking at it i was like this this feels like this is not it right this does this almost feels like this is a totally different style of game it's not as like not as quote unquote bad or as different as like Pokemon snap is where that's just a totally different game. This seems like it's falling short of what expectations were in my brain. Well, so I think the, the, the difference between this, this is actually very different. So you are in the historical Pokemon regions. Like this is in the past, like way past. Mm -hmm. And you are, you are tasked with creating the first Pokedex and, if you've played the other ones, you go out and catch a Pokemon and it adds it to your Pokedex, right? Because they mm-hmm. already have the info. Well, they don't have any info on the Pokemon in this region. So you're actually given like a task list for like catch like 10 of these, catch 15 and watch them do a certain move so many times. Like there's uh, actually okay. a that, checklist to do more that, with the Pokemon than anything. That else. makes a little bit more sense because I was watching a video. I was like, why is this person catching 15 chances? Yeah. Like this makes no sense. Why do you, you don't need that many chances. Trust me. Yeah. So it, it, it actually tell like it actually works for me. I like it better because you actually, you like to study one. You actually have to do more with that Pokemon breed rather than just catch mm-hmm. one and move on with your day. Now, mind you, it is still kind of, it's supposed to be open world, but it's still kind of linear in how it opens up areas to you as you kind of move along through the story. Mm-hmm. And I think the the biggest thing that people is, you know, people would, I would say, 
complain about is that you know it's it's a Nintendo Switch. The graphics really aren't there like what people want it to be, if you will. Like like you can look at like it's kind of bare compared to like Breath of the Wild kind of game, which mm-hmm. you know it doesn't deal with Pokemon and, and like the number of I don't know if the number of things in them are different or it's just the different studios making them, but it, it's not as full but i think it's a stepping stone into the next iteration like the you know like the next pokemon generation like hey we're gonna try these mechanics here improve upon them for the big version mm-hmm. um because there's actually not even two versions of this game there's like there's not two legends there's literally just one game like and you yeah. don't have to trade with poke with people to evolve anymore in this one um yeah. because it's so in the past so i understand why people would be like this isn't what i wanted however it is still way different than like, hey, you've got to go take down the evil Team Rocket. Um, yeah. And ev- think, everything's known for you already. Yeah. And I'm not one that should be talking anyway because yeah. I, I haven't earnestly played a Pokemon game in probably two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, it seems like what the desire out there in the world is, is people want to play kind of their standard style of Pokemon game that, yep. you know, the kind of the formula that's been proven that everyone's addicted to but they just want a studio to just max out the experience on every end, right? We want like three dimensions. We want an open world. We want the best graphics that whatever entertainment system is being made for can provide. You know, we want good online. We want every single Pokemon in it, Mm -hmm. which even at this point in time, I feel like would be a stretch just because it seems like the team would have to be so huge because you got so many, you have so many creatures now you have to model and animate. So I I realize that there could be a limit there, but like, it seems like, yeah, the, the community wants the game, but they just really want it to be, be firing off on all cylinders. And yeah, but I think that makes sense, Chris. This seems like this is kind of like the stepping stone to get there. Yeah. And, and, and while I think I understand their desire, I think, you know, the, the switch is not it's not the graphical powerhouse or or even processing powerhouse the new consoles are right like it is but it's not trying to compete with them it's still got charm it's got its own place in the world so um well i agree with everyone else i understand like i i'm very tepid in my expectations for what's going to come out of a, a a handheld based video game for for sure so uh, I've been enjoying it. I think it's I think it's been a fun little little romp this weekend, a little little getaway. I look forward to playing more and, and giving you more more of a a, a rundown uh, next week. And then the other thing, because uh, I'm I'm a glutton for punishment, I've been doing. I was able to pick up a four player Simpsons arcade machine. And I was telling you a little bit about this. It actually also comes with a little unknown game called The Simpsons Bowling, which you said you weren't as familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I mentioned this, so. Um, if anyone remembers the Simpsons game, you play as all four characters. I think we even talked about this, right? Like, you know, Marge has the vacuum cleaner and Bart has a skateboard and, and everyone there's like jump and attack and that's it. It's the most basic side scrolling game in the world. And it's been, um, you know, I, I have very fond memories playing it, dumping hundreds of quarters in this game, uh, growing up. And the bowling is definitely the fun part because, um, it's got a trackball in the middle and it's like, you know, just like literally you scroll the ball to do the bowling and you can play as a lot of the characters from the Simpsons. Uh, I did see someone on Etsy is selling um, little, little light up tokens with all the characters faces on them. And you can put them on your arcade thing and you push the button and it triggers the coin for that character rather than just like a, a circular start button, if you will. Like it actually mm-hmm. looks pretty cool. So I'm like, Oh, I might, I might mod me out some of these Simpsons cabinets, Mike. It's, 
it'd be it'd be really fun to to do that um did you ever play the simpsons i mean i've played just kind of smatterings i feel like right you know the uh the games back on the super nintendo right were always great uh i remember people really being into i feel like the last simpsons game that i really heard people ever really earnestly talk about was the uh driving one hit and run was that hit and run yeah i feel like that was the last one where people were like oh the simpsons are being kind of uh relevant in the video game space and and people have been trying i think someone was trying to rebuild that in like an unreal engine recently until it got (laughs) shut down but like you know that's essentially crazy taxi with the simpsons and it kind of fits in that world of springfield uh Mm -hmm. that they've created and i'm really interested i'm really you know again interested that why they haven't come back into you know, modern video games. I don't know. Maybe I, they're they're tired I think of that the bra- or what. But. I think the brand has been really prevalent in the mobile space. I feel mm-hmm. like there's been a lot of kind of premium mobile Simpsons games. You know, obviously yeah. microtransactions. I haven't played any of them. But, yeah, well, you know. I, I know South Park had two arcade games, or not two arcade, two console games, and has another one coming out. And I was like, you know, I'm really surprised the Simpsons haven't re-jumped back on that in the, like their 30 years mm-hmm. of of history just to, to do something. But, um, you know, in, in an era of remasters and remakes, I would not be surprised if a hit and run, uh, 2022 is in the works for him somewhere down the road. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my games to start off with. So let's jump into the news, Mike. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not get, get too far here because, uh, if anyone is interested in reading movie scripts, uh, I definitely am the Spider-Man no way home official script has been released online. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people don't know, scripts you read online are not one for one with things that happen in the movie. These are just what the director kind of goes off of. And then things happen in edits or filming that, you know, they kind of maybe riff a little bit different and come off. And this is um, adds a little more context to a lot of the, the stuff going on here. And um, one of the uh, cool parts about the script, spoiler alert for Spider-Man No Way Home, the end he gets a new suit, right? It's blue mm-hmm. and red. And he says that he is inspired to make a new suit based on the ones he's seen before, implying that Peter uh, from original Spider-Man and Peter from Amazing Spider-Man uh, have inspired him to make his new suit. And that's why his red and blue suit is that at the end of the movie. Mm, um, I like that. I like we, that 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 thoughtfulness. That makes sense. Yeah, and I I, I wish they would have actually said that a little bit more. Uh, like, <laughs> well, it's uh, funny when you first brought that up. So I've been going back, and uh, I have to wait a while for uh, the anime Attack on Titan to be dubbed. Uh, so I've been kind of catching up on some episodes, and like I just so rarely dip into anime now that I forget how much just narration there is or internal dialogue of what characters are thinking, because that what that's really what gets like half of the plot across to the audience, right? Is just we externalize what they're thinking in their heads, and it always makes me think of like the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, right? Because they did that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me think if they they could have employed the same thing in the movie and it would have dro- drove me crazy, right? You know, Tom Holland thinking to himself, "Wow, this suit's really great. It really makes me think of the other Spider-Man that I met yeah. earlier in my adventure this year." Well, I to me, I I would have thought like you know, knowing how this Tom Holland Spider-Man is, he would have tried to like take a selfie with all of them. Uh, oh yeah, in their spider could... suits, mm-hmm. or like Ned took a photo, and he's got like that. You know, even though nobody remembers him, he's got that hung in his apartment kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, like a, maybe like a Polaroid on like a yeah. bulletin board or something. Yeah, like that would have been the way I think they could have done it without being like, like you said, like without being like, um, you know, 
doing the over over well uh, who knows we could get the explanation in the next spider-man movie right because Mm -hmm. we're probably going to be picking up where peter left off where you know we're going to be kind of seeing him on his own in his own apartment you know dealing with probably like landlords or you know paying rent or something like that and well i'm sure we'll get to see the space he lives in a little bit more like his like you know one bedroom studio or whatever and you know maybe we'll we will get to see kind of like a billboard like a bulletin board that has a photo and he he obviously has learned to make his own suit in this time as well mm-hmm. with his little sewing machine. Uh, so I feel like this almost ends like kind of where the first Spider-Man uh, with Tobey Maguire is like right like mm-hmm. you get the the Russian guy yelling for rent down the hall. Yeah, I wonder well, if, wonder if they'll bring him back right. You know, if Jay Jonah is yeah. in both the universes, that would have been perfect in that movie with him yelling rent at, at, <laughs> like down the hall. Like that would have been a fun little little cameo uh, for that. But yeah, so that whole script is online. You can take a look at it. Uh, take a read through it. Uh, again, one of the things that um, you know a lot of people may not know, one page in a script equals 60 seconds of screen time. Uh, and that's how they kind of time out movies here. So you can see literally what Chris McKinnon and Eric Summers wrote for, for this movie and uh, what they kind of had to film with. I'm pretty pretty excited for that, Mike. I've, I've gone mm-hmm. through a little bit of it here and there, spot checked it. It's been kind of fun to uh, dive into you know scripts again um, you know from since I did that in college. But the other thing is here, another concept art was released showing that uh, early on Mysterio would have been in this uh, movie through a concept art here fighting Doctor Strange. Mm. So um, would this have been literally an original kind of Sinister Six here, right? Like, like yeah, is that, was that their plan to begin it, with? It, se- it seems like it probably would have been a multiversal Mysterio, right? Because as yeah. we learned in the second Spider-Man movie, Far From Home... Mysterio didn't really have any like powers, right? He was yep. just strictly doing illusions and Jake Gyllenhaal was really just kind of like chilling in a corner, you know, watching like somebody from his perspective just flail around like there's bees flying around them, right? Yeah. That's what it would have looked like to Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so, you know, in this concept art, we kind of see a Mysterio floating around the the, the, the um, Statue of Liberty that's kind of glitching out. Yeah. He's kind of got green powers coming around her hands. And I feel like somebody like Doctor Strange would not fall for, you know, projections from a drone, right? You know? Yeah. He would be able to suss that kind of stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Or possibly if there's too many drones. But, yeah, it looks like, you know, his hands are glowing magically. Like, this could have been, um, you know, a Mysterio literally from another dimension. Uh, possibly even a, a Sorcerer Supreme Mysterio, right, from another Spider-Man mm-hmm. dimension. But uh, it looks like possibly early on they were hinting at, uh, there were always rumors that Jake Hall or Mysterio would reappear in this movie. And it looks like possibly from the concept art, that initial idea was not that far off from this. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy with the movie we got. Really happy. That movie is set um, pretty good with me in the past couple, the past yeah. month, right? It'll uh, be it'll be nice to watch it again. I I have not revisited a lot of the um a lot of the new Spider-Man movies because the the streaming hasn't been super easy. Like they've been on like yeah. Showtime or something. I don't remember what streaming service it was, but now that they're all supposed to be coming out on Netflix, you know, I'll yeah. be able to casually watch them. Well, hopefully they do sooner than later because there's like really been no announcements for that. Uh, yeah, like lately a, at all. We need a follow up. We need a Hollywood reporter to get out there and let us know. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna pull up here. It looks like Stars FX now. Stars. Stars. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Stars has them currently. Um, also. Uh, for for your 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 uh, notes, Mike, uh, a good pretty good version a Telesync is on Chris Flicks for you to watch. So uh, oh, if you want to okay. you know, go go pick any scenes out of this one because 
it's fun to compare the script versus the movie. Uh, uh, so this is it. interesting. I, I just kind of just scrolled through the script here really quick. They name the Spider-Mans based off of the director's universe. So it's called Webverse Spider-Man, WBB for Mark Webb. So that would have been um, uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's funny, like that's how that it was. Uh, it was written in the script. I yeah. have a feeling, though, just to possibly maybe avoid leaks. I wonder if maybe this was a find and replace, like at the at the end of like the publishing, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was just like Spider-Man One, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Three, just to keep it as vague as possible in case something did leak. Yeah, it, it, I, honestly, I'm, I expect there to be like ten versions of the script out there with different scenes that that mm-hmm. were completely f- fabricated, like just to just to mess with people um, who did leak them, or they only gave you like ten pages and you never saw what the other ones were. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested to to see what they do going forward uh, with some of this stuff because it would be really really cool to to see if they can do anything with these characters again. Now I, I, again, people are like, Oh, amazing Spider-Man two was the best movie ever. And I've been saying that for years. You're wrong. You are absolutely wrong. And I will tell you that to your face. I'm blue in the face because I've never (laughs) been in other uh, Spider-Man three. Didn't disappoint me nearly as much as amazing Spider-Man two did when I saw it. So (laughs) don't pretend you've been out there crying about that movie for seven, eight years now because you weren't, nobody was. Yes. Your, your nostalgia for seeing these characters again, may may uh give you some uh was it revisionist history on those but no <laughs> yeah like, that is not how that movie is was or, or ever will be so andrew garfield is charming the movie he was in is not charming <laughs> yeah not at all like it's literally a setup for the next movie the entire way through so yeah anyway i don't get on that uh guardians of the galaxy uh is uh the third one is currently filming and james gunn he's out in the news he's doing his thing with this peacemaker show very active online says that volume three will have different music because these aren't songs given to him by his mother. They were songs mm-hmm. given to him on a zoom by uh Yondu slash Craglin. Yes. So, but so I, we're not, I wouldn't, <laughs> go ahead, I was go just going to, I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised though, if it kind of sticks with like a similar vein, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be talking about Peacemaker here at the end of the episode. So stay tuned if you want to hear us catch up on the first five episodes of Peacemaker. But if you're watching those, you can very much just see James Gunn loves putting in music that he loves yeah. into his stuff, right? And yep. in this most recent episode, no no spoilers really at all, but there are characters talking about like niche like music, yep. right? And stuff that I've never heard before. And you can tell like, oh, this is just like James Gunn's like favorite band. And he was just looking for an opportunity to finally yeah. put it in something that he's writing. So yeah, I, I yeah. It, it'll probably, there'll be moments where probably there'll be something really funny that happens and maybe we'll get like a Backstreet Boys song and then maybe Drax yeah, like I, really likes the Backstreet Boys song and starts dancing, but then like maybe Peter Quill like hates it and like skips the song yeah. or something. But well, I, I think probably classic rock or kind of like weird rock. Yeah, is, I think we'll it'll be, I think it'll be rock all around, but I think there's an mm-hmm. opportunity here for like everything in the, the first two was like what, pre-87, like mm-hmm. pre-even like pre 1985. So this is an opportunity to, Use music up through to, I guess not today. I guess that movie the, the, ended in twenty fourteen, or like the or like the or just the Zune in general kind of yeah. timed out, like kind of what like late two thousand, yeah. late two thousands, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or something. Yeah. Maybe. And, and the other thing is, he technically ends uh, up on Earth, right? In 
in game before he, mm-hmm. he goes away so he could be able to get more music but like it's just gonna you know he's not james gunn isn't stuck with songs pre-1985 anymore he, he, he I, will have them but there will be new stuff in there i guarantee it so i would love to see peter quill with like a really old like netbook or something like that and he's mm. like trying to sync the zoom to it and he's just being really frustrated because he can't transfer over the music that he likes and yeah. like his like i would love his library to be out of order right like there's just a ton of like untitled tracks because that's how it was back in the day oh, yeah. there wasn't like really nice software that could like use artificial intelligence to like rename your tracks for you oh, and stuff so no you would just have all of these <laughs> exactly that would it, i mean that would really hit me where it, uh where uh where i <laughs> I, ima- I well i imagine he's gonna be like how do i get these eight tracks or cassettes onto this thing uh-huh. and rocket's gonna have to make a machine that he that does it for him like oh that would be really funny like oh we gotta go get some like plutonium or some sort of weird yeah. uh galaxy like battery so we can just run this little like netbook so we can connect your zoom yeah. and get it synced your cassette oh, to need... your computer to yeah. your zoom i don't have the right software update so it's not working i can't skip yeah so it, it, yeah, this, it's definitely. I'm interested to see with the music again. James Gunn great for implementing music into his movies. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see where it goes from there. Um, the la- other thing he said is that this movie will be the last time we'll see this team. Now this can be interpreted several ways. Um, I don't think everyone's gonna die. Someone will probably die. Um, but also, I wouldn't be surprised if there's different Guardians of the Galaxies going forward. Maybe more members, or they they split up and do different things by yeah. the end of the film, easily. I, I actually, when I heard this news, I never really assumed it was pointing to maybe at the death of anybody. Uh, I was kind yeah. of just assuming, like, oh, some of these characters are just kind of meeting the end of their arcs, right? And maybe they'll want to move on do something else and also if you just think about it just in general right the avengers have not stayed the same group yeah. right so why should we assume the guardians will as well and it's just like more fun for audiences right you know mix well, it up change up the group a little bit so yeah this isn't surprising at all yeah. to me and and, and the, literally that i think again the difference is you know uh, we have a new uh, gamora right um because of of that uh the time travel thing um where she was killed and they brought the 2014 version for it but also uh it literally 2014 was the last time we saw that team in James Gunn's movie verse. Uh, and now it's 10, 11 years later. Yeah. They're, they probably picked up some people along the way, um, some friends or enemies even. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see if maybe, uh, I don't think we'll get Nova, but like, you know, maybe some more powered people out in space with like a little different abilities than what we've normally had. Or even remember at the end of the second when they tease the other Ravagers getting together with, mm-hmm. with Sylvester Stallone and that team, maybe some of them are now part of the Guardians, uh, and um, they have like Group A and Group B kind of thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. There's a lot of opportunities here, but if they have to kill somebody off, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, just a someone <laughs> makes another someone makes an ultimate sacrifice kind of thing, like literally mm-hmm. like not just to to do it to do it, but you know, um, but who knows. I don't know where this is going, and they're being very vague on the on the movie, and that's great. I like being surprised when we jump in. They're also filming Secret Invasion currently uh, out in public, which is um, you know interesting for Marvel. Uh, we we get some behind the scenes stuff, and some of the photos I've not included them here. They're not very revealing, but Kobe Smolders will be returning as Maria Hill yet again. Uh, this is uh, ten years now because her first appearance was in the first Avengers movie. Uh, in this uh, as again Mary Hill and this will be her first time uh, appearing alongside Ben Mendelsohn who played uh, Talos was it Talos? No 
Yeah, Talos. Yeah. Is it Talos? Okay. The mm-hmm. uh, the scroll from the from Captain Marvel because that was set as a prequel to to everything else in the '90s, right? So um, this is the first time we'll see see her alongside him, uh, I believe, in in person. Because and correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of Endgame, not Endgame, Far From Home, we find out that the scrolls are impersonating her and Nick Fury, but they never were sharing screen at the same time. They just morphed yeah. into them. So and they weren't necessarily being antagonistic; they were being helpful. Right. Um, it, I, I never really made this connection in my, in my head before, but it is very obvious. Uh, Secret Invasion, is is this the first kind of storyline that has been confirmed for Disney Plus that's not just, you know, based on characters, right? You know, usually like we, we've had special, we've had people announced for Disney Plus, like She-Hulk, right. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, specific so, characters. Yeah. But this is kind of our first storyline announced for Disney Plus, And it makes me wonder how required it'll be to watch it. Right. You know, yeah. I would, I would probably recommend maybe some people skip Falcon and the Winter Soldier just because I personally didn't like it. Maybe just watch the last episode just so you can kind of see him put the suit on and like mm-hmm. kick some butt with the wings. Right. That might be kind of fun, but it seems like Disney plus has been almost, um, just, um, uh, extracurricular watching, right? You know, right. Secret Invasion yeah. was very influential to the comic book storyline. There was lots of ramifications yeah. with it, and I'm sure they'll go in a different direction. But I feel like this series should have some impact, right? Yeah. So, well, it I, does make me wonder how much this will kind of need to disseminate into the films. So, I, I, I think there. I don't think we see it now because, again, I always say that all the movies were pushed back a year. I think WandaVision will tie into Doctor Strange more than we think. Um, Loki will tie into at least Ant-Man more than we think. But yes, you're right. This is the first one that's not like, it's not the Nick Fury show, right? It's not the mm-hmm. Marie Hill show. It is literally a event, if you will. An all- yeah, uh, event. That, yeah, the, the, the word was right out for yeah, an event. Me, just like a Just like an event comic book. Exactly. So it's an event, like a, like a six series event. Now, I also don't think you get uh, Samuel L. Jackson cheap for shows, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. He is, he is probably the before all this stuff came out one of the biggest name actors who joined the mcu he was mm-hmm. literally in the very first iron man movie at the end um so he will be the longest served actor in here as well um so i think yes this will be uh, they're not they're not going light on this this show at all so i i agree yeah. i think this will be something that you have to watch and will actually have some ramifications now again amelia clark is in this um known for her uh roles in game of thrones and mm-hmm. that Terminator uh, six or whatever <laughs> that nobody watched. So yeah, um, I, I think you know, she was are... she was also in that really good Christmas movie with um, oh I forgot his name but he was in uh, uh, Crazy Sexy Asians. What, what, what was that movie called? Something... Crazy Rich Asians. Kate... <laughs> Crazy, crazy sexy, sexy Asians. Okay. I mean, they all are crazy sexy in that movie, right? The, se- um, the sequel. That... Yeah, but she was in the she was in that Christmas movie. Yeah. That was pretty good. So yeah. she has done something that I have enjoyed outside yeah. of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 blanking on some of the other stuff she's done too. But um, you know, she's also not a, a minor actress. Like right? it's not mm-hmm. a new name they're hiring for this. And then the guy, I, I don't know the actor's name, but he's in Happy Gilmore, where he says, "I eat pieces of shit for breakfast." Like that that guy is in this <laughs> as a main role as well. So I'm very excited for Secret Invasion. I think if that um, it doesn't look like it's coming out this year, but if it did, it would be on my one of my top lists. Um, but I think it's next year, so uh, Moon Knight uh, stays at the top of that list. But I'm very excited for this 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 event. Like you said, um, I think it'll I think it'll it'll set some seeds going forward because it'll make us question who and who is not a, uh, an evil scroll, if you will, going forward. 
or possibly an evil um what are the other <laughs> what's uh i'll just i'll just hint at the news we won't have to talk about it but what's the over under that's evangeline lily uh and oh, the t-shirt yeah. right right <laughs> yeah yeah hey, yeah I, I this is this is a, a real easy way to get rid of some of your actors uh, <laughs> slash actresses if you really wanted to yeah um so yeah so we got some got some stuff there uh so, well, shifting gears wink wink <laughs> into some fast and furious news um the 10th movie is i believe the last one they said right uh, in this iteration yeah, it's, now, i think it's being teased as like the end of it but this it, this it, franchise i feel like is never truly going to end for it, as much money as it makes it prints money like why would you yeah. stop like literally um i can see more spin-offs they're doing what they have an animated show on netflix right mm-hmm. um like i want to say it's fast and furious ridge racers but ridge racers a video game uh, but whatever it's called. Um, so the current news is that Jason Momoa is in talks or has signed on to star in this film, presumably as the villain, because if you're new to the franchise, you're the villain. Uh, if you're not new, you're family. So, yeah, Or he could be a, a bit of a replacement just because uh, I don't even know why I even keep up with this drama. Maybe uh-huh. I'm just on social media too much, but I do know that um, – that uh, Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or I think maybe he's yeah. just Dwayne Johnson now. I think he's maybe even dropped the Rock. I'm just gonna uh, say the Rock because that, that's what I always know him as. He's got the people's know, elbow. <laughs> but I know he's been feuding with um, what's his name? What's Vin uh, Diesel? What, Man, you are Vin already. Diesel, right? Are you okay? You, you talking about it? The, the funny thing is, is I could I could picture his bald head just perfectly. Yeah. Right? All too many bald guys in a movie, right? That's why Jason Momoa is in this film, right? Because yeah. he's bringing the hair. Well, uh, but he's I know also. That, as big as The Rock, pretty much. Yes, exactly. Like, how many... You don't have very many big, famous, muscly people to pick from that mm-hmm. are, you know, very uh, marketable. Uh, uh, but they've been feuding online. Like, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson has already said, I'm not coming back. I'm never working with this guy again. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that totally rules out Hobbs and Shaw, necessarily. But I suppose that rules out Hobbs and Shaw really crossing yeah. over super directly. But This um, is Hobbs' brother, <laughs> The yeah. other Hobbs, but, probably. But let's be totally clear. The only reason we're even talking about this right now is because Jason Momoa is also Aquaman, and uh-huh. this is a very uh, light news week. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, just before I, Tim, we started recording, I was like, hey, wasn't that news this week? <laughs> so what I'm going to say is the only reason it's in here is because one time Mike saw him at a Comic-Con, and he turned around he to Mike and said, me. my man. He pointed that, right at me. That is that is his mo, and Mike Mike I'll, he that's his that's his claim to fame, and and the yeah, money we're gonna give him this. I'm, I'm never not gonna bring it up. It was great. Yeah, so it's it's totally fine. I, I get it. The, I've not watched Fast Nine. I've watched all of them through eight. I've not watched Hobbs and Shaw or Nine, but like, you know, I might I might set that up some point so I can see this because. Again, um, John Cena uh, doing great in Peacemaker, right? Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see what he did in this in, in Fast Nine. I don't know his character's fate. That was the eighth movie, Fate of the Furious. Um, <laughs> so if if he's going to be around in Fast Ten, he'll probably be. A quote, I don't quote, even family. It, it goes to show you how forgettable these movies are for me. I don't even remember what happens to John Cena in no. that movie. Maybe. Yeah. Don't tell uh, me. Don't, 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 don't say it out loud. Think about it. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the 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 um the humor and 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 action and uh, peacemakers enough to make me go back and watch that movie with him. I mean, it's not that I'm not putting off. I just you got to sit down for like two and a half hours to watch them. So they print money. I don't know why they would stop at ten. Uh, like I figure they try to go for a James Bond record or something like that. Like, but anyway, moving on. Surprise, surprise, 
the biggest surprising news this week, Mike. Mortal Kombat is getting that sequel we didn't think it was going to get. Um, <laughs> now, we, we did review the first one. It came out to HBO Max and theaters, I believe, the same day in what, March or April of last year. Uh, no, was it May? It was after Godzilla. Um, and as we said, very much so, uh, there was no tournament in this goddamn movie. There was no Mortal <laughs> Kombat. And uh, it's very hard to keep up with the characters. And the the evil Shang Tsung was just walking around in a desert in another world. It was very, very messy of a film. Um, there were some pretty good fight scenes. And I believe the Australian guy, um, he had to be taken to the hospital uh, for back problems because he carried that whole movie. Um, that's just a, that's a, that's a joke. But right, right, like, oh, uh, Kano? Was that Yeah, Kano. Name? Yeah, yeah. He... Mm-hmm. He carried that whole movie up until you know he his uh, he was yeah. killed. The but. film the film wasn't particularly well received. Um, you'll never ever ever be able to determine its box office success because it mm-hmm. came out during a pandemic, and it's always going to have that asterisk. And plus, it was like direct the, to streaming at the same day. time. Yeah. So. All I can assume was that there was enough people during the pandemic desperate to watch something new. Uh-huh. So they so they had enough eyeballs on it and there was just enough heat behind it to like green light a sequel. It really makes me wonder in an alternate reality if this movie was to come to theaters normally, right? Would mm-hmm. we even be hearing news of a sequel? So, like, did they just get lucky that they know, were able to put this in front of desperate eyeballs? So, um you, you, you want to know my thought on this? You know, want to know why mm-hmm. I think it got greenlit? Why is that, Chris? It sold enough copies of the video game rather than <laughs> actual. No, I'm serious. I literally think people saw this and were like, oh my gosh, I forgot about the Mortal Kombat games. Eleven had just released its final character pack in its Ultimate Edition, which I bought, you know, that the month of to play. And it pushed enough copies of the game that, like, you know what? We're seeing, again, omni-channel presence here, like, right? Video games, movies tying together because this is a movie based on a video game franchise. Um, that literally, I think, enough copies of the game sold because of this. They're like, let's put another one in because I, uh, Mortal Kombat 12 is rumored to come out around the same time the sequel is. Yeah. So, well, you know what? Whether that is or isn't the truth, I don't think you're totally off base for that being a strategy in the future for video games because I had kind of the same theory when I was talking about uh, League of Legends Arcane, the show on Netflix. Yeah. I would not be surprised if that show is made at cost or even at a loss for League of Legends just because it is the most beautiful commercial, yeah. eight-episode commercial ever made for your franchise, whether or not it even talks about it being a video game. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe just kind of like uh, who owns Mortal Kombat? Just the Warner IP Brothers. Is, is that Warner, Warner Brothers? Yeah, yeah Warner Brothers owns both of them, yep. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kind of looking at the vertical stack of the IP, right? Like, okay, yeah. well, it's okay if the movie takes a little bit of a loss because we sold a little bit more games. Let's yeah. keep this in somebody's, no. I mean... And, and also, like, <laughs> well, I say net sales through the roof here. Like, yeah. And I mean, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit more here about uh, a video game live action property. But I, I came across this extre- extremely depressing paragraph that somebody shared from, like, I think it was like the Hollywood Reporter or Deadline on Twitter just last night of other things that are going to be adapted into mm-hmm. movies. And it was uh, Barbie. The Magic 8-Ball, Hungry Hungry Hippos. There was another ridiculous thing that's going to be oh, turned man. into a movie. It's, it's funny and- you mentioned the Barbie thing because I saw actually a screenshot of it today, um, supposedly, like from a leak. Mm-hmm. And it actually looks better, like on par with Frozen. And the whole <laughs> point of the movie is Barbie is has to go to space because of like the heat death of the universe. It's actually like not just like 
Barbie's getting a dream house kind of thing. It's actually like a like a science fiction movie. I'm like, yeah, if this is real, I, I believe this is awesome. But if not, whether that's real or not, but it does kind of make me wonder. Right? Is the yeah. toy company just thinking like, oh, we don't care if the movie bombs. We just need people to remember the eight, the magic eight ball exists, so people mm-hmm. keep buying it. Like we made, we invented this thing in like the fifties, right? Yeah. Everyone who started buying it when they were a kid, they're all dying. We need. To remind yeah. people that the that hungry hungry hippos is still a thing and well oh, I, I can't wait for the the the, the Hasbro universe or whatever the the oh. was it the uh, was it what's the the company that makes the Monopoly uh, uh, is it Hasbro uh, no it's like something uh, Parker it's like two names it's Parker Brothers is that what Parker it is? yeah the Parker Brothers universe right where the Monopoly guy teams <laughs> up with the Slinky who teams up with the Sorry Board uh. I, I feel I feel like I need to bring this up now that I've been talking about it. The fact that 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 something from the Hungry Hungry Hippos no it was Rock'em Sock'em Robots that it, uh, maybe oh, Hungry yeah. Hungry Hippos wasn't is it but the reason I thought about it was is um, the steel. wife and I caught the first episode of After Party which yep. is the the new Chris Miller show on Apple Plus the first episode was you know all right there's a couple episodes available here at the premiere I think there's three total three three yep. Yeah, we, we haven't watched any of the other ones, so you know, who knows? Maybe it gets its claws into you on episode two. But there was one of those things where, like, um, one of the characters in the in the show is famous, and they were in a movie. So you get a very brief look at a fake Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Oh, and really? I was like, and you laugh at it because it's a hilarious farce. But then I read a paragraph later in that day about Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And I think, um, I think, uh, Chris, his name, it's gone again. Fast and Furious Bald Man. I think he's supposed to be I think he's supposed to be in the Rock'em Sock'em oh. movie. Oh my god, Chris. All right, next next thing. I don't want to no, talk no, about we, that. Haven't, we, haven't, no, we haven't even got to the point. Mortal Kombat is being written by uh, Jeremy Slater who just wrote Moon Knight. So, uh they're not keeping the same guy who wrote the first one, which gives me mm. hope that uh Jeremy Slater again writing for Marvel, that's not a, that's not a small feat to do. Mm-hmm. Uh Moon Knight looks pretty awesome so far in the trailer. We don't have Yeah. I believe he was but. I believe he was also the showrunner for um I would say more importantly Umbrella Academy which is very proven, very oh, yeah. good, very awesome. So uh I, he's he's he was a, a screenwriter for it. I don't I think he was showrunner. No, oh, I well he's list, he's listed as a creator. Was he actually the comic book? No, no that's writer not he, for he, the Umbrella Academy. I have him um as a, a developer for it, yes, but not the showrunner. Yes. He developed it and was a writer with everything and was an executive either, producer. Either way, I think what we're going to hear yeah. is better pedigree, right? Yeah, exactly. And he actually wrote the original Fantastic Four script that included Galactus, Mole Man, Doctor Doom before uh, I think Josh Trank went and tranked it up. Um, so, like, that's... that's he, He's got a really good pedigree and people are starting to trust him more. But, like, if he does Mortal Kombat and they actually do a goddamn tournament, like, count me in, like... If there's no tournament, I'm out, Mike. I've got to have my tournament. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. I like the games. Um, it, it's kind of a mindless like I, I'm not like this isn't something I'm gonna actually like. It, I don't know if it's coming to theaters or streaming. I wouldn't be surprised if they did both with this one because they own it. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like you know I'm not looking to be like it's not gonna change my life. No matter how good of a Mortal Kombat movie you make, 
It's still Mortal Kombat. You know what changes your life, Chris? It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie starring Vin Diesel, uh, produced by Mattel Films and Universal. So so the weird part about that is, um, to to switch gears out of this, is that they announced a real Steel TV series based on that Hugh Jackman movie. I was just about to bring up, I was like, oh, if this movie was probably going to be like real Steel, which nobody cared about. They're making a TV. Chris, what is wrong with Hollywood? What is happening? It's it's at Disney Plus. That's the crazy part. The real Steel is at Disney Plus. What? Oh, Jesus Christ! Is Sean Levy doing it? Real steel. Yeah, he's pulling it up right here. Film series. I gotta. Oh my God! What was this a Fox movie? Is that why Disney yeah. Plus is in the business of real steel? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think Fox owned Hugh Jackman forever, uh, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, um, it, it's it's interesting. Like, uh, I, I pull up Sean. Sean Levy did Night at the Museum, Chief by the Dozen free guy and stranger things like well he yeah he's like a like a super producer so yeah. um and, and he, he, uh, he he knows yeah. how to get ip off the ground is what it's well, like yeah well if you look at his directing he, he started off in some really weird shit like real steel 2 is announced is is yeah. this a different project what is this real steel universe chris i am what is yeah. happening i don't know but you know what we need we need a video game based on real steel right like wouldn't oh that be God. I mean, I, is, I love, isn't that just what was, what was that isn't show? that just isn't that just armored core? Well, <laughs> could be. It, well, this this is more boxing with robots. But oh, like, what was that okay. robot show on on MTV they had where the robots fight each other? You oh, a, uh, but they weren't anthropomorphic though. They were like, I know they were like Roombas like flying there. into each other. Real Steel is streaming on HBO Max right now. Yeah. If anybody needed to know, this seems like the perfect movie for me to put on when I'm working out. So. Yeah. Maybe exactly. by this time next week I will have watched Real Steel. There we go. I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and add it to my list since uh, Just Watch gives He's... me a nice little convenient link here. There you go. Oh my God! Chris. All right. What's well, the What's the next topic? Here? So this is the This is the hottest trailer. Like you guys may be listening to this on Monday, but this just came out literally when we started recording the show. Like we'd already laid down our base track, and I was like, Oh shit, Mike! The Halo TV series trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. It's halftime during the AFC series. They put the trailer out. We both watched it. almost live like almost Mm -hmm. live and um this 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 series is set in what they call the silver timeline meaning it is not a one for one with the games because they have to make adjustments so like the games don't line up with us what do you mean silver time are they trying to say that this is like a almost like a different it's a parallel universe universe? okay i mean i wasn't necessarily expecting them to follow the the game the 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 game storyline because i feel like the game has done a a somewhat okay job of disseminating that information so yeah so yeah there are changes there's different things here um especially when i heard this one of the biggest things during this trailer they mentioned like we can control the master chief i'm like well they don't do that in the games so like that that's interesting to hear but what i've always been concerned about with the halo series is what do the aliens look like will they show elites mm-hmm. and grunts and like you know that's where your money has to go into making the mm-hmm. aliens look believable in this um because the Spartan stuff, you have cosplayers who can do this all day. As the, yeah, the, exactly. The Spartans. But the aliens are the hard part, and they actually showed some elites. They showed some swords. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like over the moon with it. I love Halo. I'm not over the moon with this trailer yet because I want to know how good it's actually going to be. But it is very much aesthetically Halo through and through. This whole trailer. Um, yeah, I, the I battle think rifle, I, assault rifle, everything. Yeah, I think what I've gotten the most out of this trailer is maybe the direction of where the story would go. I mean, you're the Halo scholar, right? You're the one that knows all of the ins and outs. You're like the master of the wiki pages. I'm the master uh, chief here. <laughs> for for Halo. 
But to me, I, I it leans like seems like they're gonna kind of maybe lean into a direction that kind of they're doing in like uh, season two of The Witcher. Like we're slowly working our way through that, mm-hmm. where like these boys were taken at a young age, almost yeah. like against their will, to turn into like this kind of fighting machine. And that kind of seems yeah. like what they're hinting at of like Master Chief is and trying to like find what that, his like origin is. And that is actually self. the the books. That is actually how they happen in the the mm-hmm. Halo universe as a whole. Um, so, uh, all, but there, what you don't know is there's 150 Spartans that they, like kids that they stole at a young age to turn into Spartans. Um, and you only see when you play the games, like what, one or two, like yourself, Master Chief, and later on they had mm-hmm. a couple more, but like, there seems to be, he has like maybe a squad in this one. Did you notice like a couple other with yeah. him? Yeah. I mean, uh, if if they've been watching uh, Mando, uh, just even the first season, it does not hurt to sh- put as many people in badass helmets and yeah. uh, and sci-fi weaponry. That's a good look right now yep. for a streaming service. Uh, we did get a new look, uh, the first look at Cortana, right? Yeah. She seems to be more Human. organic yeah. in like appearance, not so much just like a, a hologram. So that, that was a little jarring. Uh-huh. But also, if I remember correctly, as the games have progressed over the years, hasn't Cortana kind of gotten yeah. more polygons like along the way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, polygons in 2001, they had like three, right? Four. <laughs> and so like later on, they, she becomes more humanoid, but she's still always very purpley or bluey and has like, you know, like the mm. matrix, like you can see the data kind of flowing through her. Like, so this one looks to be like a... I mean, I hate to say like a miniature person, like in a, yeah, in a hologram kind of. Yeah, there. it almost kind of seems like a, like a Star Wars esque like projection, but like yeah. on in like 4K, whereas like it, maybe the Star Wars universe shows him in like 480 or something. Yeah, and, and while while all the characters, the Master Chief is uh, Pablo Schreiber, and that's his voice, not not the actual mm-hmm. guy who does uh, Steve Down Downs, who does the voice of the games. That's actually Pablo Schreiber's voice. Uh, the Cortana is actually the voice actress who played Cortana in the games. So, oh a, great, yeah, I think I remember we talked about that before. Yeah, it's obviously, a, I'm not internalizing a lot of Halo information. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's just funny because I hear that voice from you know with Infinite coming out. Like I know the yeah. voice like the back of my hand from playing. I that. think I'm still trying to get over like. I don't want to say uncanny valley because that's not the right term, but it's in kind of that same kind of category where like, I still feel like I'm just looking at really, really good cosplay Mm -hmm. in front of a very expensive camera crew. Right. Uh, And it's just because like the, the look and the feel and the characters and the vibe of halo have just been out there and have existed for so long. Right. So uh, it's really cool to kind of see some of the choreography that master chief has like with the weapons, right? Like he has one shot where he's kind of picking it up and flipping it around. It looks really badass, but it still looks like a gun modeled on for an X for yeah. for an original Xbox, right? Like I almost feel like they should put some like more like just slap some more shit on the gun. Like I know it doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. Add some more doodads, some more texture, because it just kind of looks like you picked up yeah. like a Nerf gun and painted it from like Walmart. And I'm not saying like a lot of love didn't go in to making that prop look exactly like the video game, but the video game looks old to me in my head. So I'm yeah. still trying to square it in my head, but I think it's a this trailer was a positive experience overall yeah, for me. It feels I feel the money put into it, right? Like it, mm. nothing felt cheap. Because um, sometimes you can get that, like you're like, oh, they're just they're doing close ups or they're like they're pushing mm. in so they don't have to build the whole scene. But there's a scene where he actually takes on two elites, like and he's fighting them and like he he, he punches one, and the other one's like sword hits his back and you can see the shield shimmer off his back a little mm. bit. Um, 
I feel I feel the money put into this, and I, and I really hope the story and, and everything kind of pays off for yeah. it. Yeah, I'm also kind of curious what's the kind of demographics for this show too. Like the Phalo fan base, it, the Phalo fan, ha- Halo the fan Halo base. fan base <laughs> is huge. But sometimes I think like, would I would I ever get my parents to watch this show? Mm-hmm. Could I ever get my wife to like this show? Yeah. You know, like I feel like it's a little bit easier with like Mando and Star Wars, right? Especially yeah. when you throw a little Baby Yoda in there, right? Gets everything gets a little bit easier well, to, to, to stomach with a baby Yoda in the, in the, but like, and, I, I can't imagine my wife watching this. I'm not saying that's a deal breaker, but when you're talking about a show that's supposed to drive subscriptions on Paramount yeah. plus, hopefully they can, if they can get every person that has ever played halo to subscribe to Paramount plus, they'll be golden. Right. <laughs> well, I think there's all, there's a renewed interest in halo because of the new games and their, their, um, there's championship series they're doing their esports stuff uh, a lot of people have been playing it a lot of people have done it i i think the whole thing with with this is i thank god it's not stars like right or showtime or oh, whatever god, it was yeah, originally no on one because would wa- no one would watch it i'm not even trying to be mean but no yeah, one would watch no it. no i wouldn't i i mean i'd pirate the shit out of it because i don't want to get that one-off streaming series so thank god they wise up and put it on paramount plus which actually has other stuff on it and and, mm-hmm. and they're putting more stuff on there so i'm like you know thank god for this because the release date is, is supposedly march 24th and that's you know um i don't know if that's the whole series or episodic but i'm very excited to see how this pays off because I want to watch it. I want to see how it is. I want to be excited. I want people to feel the same excitement. I want to come in the weekend after and be like, Oh my God, you got to watch this Mike and and Mm. see what we can do. But one thing I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they maybe briefly showed it in the other teaser trailer, but this trailer didn't show a halo at all. Right. Like it seems like they're, they're almost king as like, maybe the end credit scene of the last episode will be like the mm-hmm. halo ring, like floating out into space or something. It seems yeah. like we're slowly going to get to it. It, it. Or it, or it could be, you know, a middle of the season thing because in the halo universe, if you, when you play the first game, you accidentally stumble upon the halo. Like it's not mm-hmm. anything anyone knows about beforehand. Like, there's some random coordinates and they spit it out and they're at the halo. So I wouldn't be surprised, but you know, there are a lot of forerunner architecture and designs. You see him touch a blue, um, you know, the blue thing that, that, that was like, that indicates a forerunner computer construct or whatever there in the, mm-hmm. in the trailer. Uh, they've got a lot of questions to answer to people who don't know like yourself, but also a lot to prove that, you know, Hey, we're making changes. We're going to, we're going to make this accessible to everybody. And I, and I hope mm-hmm. that they do so without it just being, you know, as much as I want it to be just action packed, Master Chief being badass the whole time, it needs to be more than that. It's got to have a reason to exist, mm-hmm. um, other than just guns and and shooting aliens. As much as I can do that in a video game, right? So, mm-hmm. um, very very excited. Hopefully, this comes out March twenty fourth. I didn't look at the end of the trailer. Literally, we we ended it and then jumped right into the show. So, um, very excited to to go back and watch this later. Uh, link is in the show notes. Uh, continuing on to Star Wars, so this week um, EA, who lost the exclusive rights to Star Wars recently, has announced they're working on three more Star Wars games, um, which isn't bad because I know you didn't play Fallen Order yet, right? You're you're not. Yeah. Or did you I play played it. Bit? I played it a little bit, but I kind of yeah. fell off and got yeah. distracted with life. Uh, Fallen Order is one of the highlight of the Star Wars games, ever, like you know, in recent memory, the past twenty years to me, because uh, you play as a single person. It's got the Souls like approach, right? Like where you have to, you know, time your your parries. You mm-hmm. you learn stuff. You can explore the levels. It's not Battlefront. There's no monetization in the game. It's literally you pay for it. You play the campaign. Boom, you're done. 
uh, and they've uh, recently upgraded it for the um, next generation consoles for graphics and stuff like that. It looks beautiful. Love it. They've announced the sequel. Rumor has it comes out this uh, fall, which would be great at the end of the year um, to jump back into this little little history of, of Star Wars. Very great story. I, I recommend anyone play it. But the other thing they announced was two other games and just their genres. One is a first-person shooter game, uh, which fits Star Wars. I assume I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a Clone Wars or something style game, right? Or, or Bounty Hunter or something. Yeah, like, you know, no lightsabers involved. That's fine. But in a strategy game, which reminds me literally of Galactic Battlegrounds. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they put out another RTS game or like an XCOM style game, right? Like yeah. where you have they to... Have, they have even more to go off of, right? You know, Clone yes. Wars series, the new trilogy, the new yeah. shows, just a lot more models that you can look at from yeah. top down, right? And, and if... if the thing about strategy games is I they don't need to be canonically correct for me to enjoy them. Um, like maybe I want to take the first order against Gungans, like from mm-hmm. from episode one. Like I don't care if the story mix and matches timelines because the gameplay is going to be fun to get to play as the ones you want to play as, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you want to mix and match, you know the Droid Republic versus you know um, the the uh, what what is it the res- resistance in the. Mm-hmm. The, the I love this. One. I love this idea of like you know how in a fighting game you have your mains, right? I would love yeah. it if somebody would main as Gungans, right? Like yeah. oh, like oh, I know everything about the mechanics of these Gungans. I got Jar. I got a whole line of Jar Jars out on the battlefield. Yeah. You ain't gonna stop me. And then you yeah. just hear like the sound effects of like Gungans going off. That'd be Boss so Nass out there like shaking <laughs> his jowls at you. Um, which oh, is funny because that's in Galactic Battlegrounds because they are actually one of the um, you know the big shield domes they make like that's like one mm-hmm. of their standout features like they can make these big shield domes that mm-hmm. you can't shoot out of or into but you can walk through them so um, and they're good against robots so that's be interesting but they probably would suck against you know the, uh, the stormtroopers running through there so I, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what they do with that um, first I, I like first person shooters that's, that's what I go to but I'm not like there's no Star Wars IP. I'm like, oh my god, this has got to be a shooter, right? Unless you think they do like a Mandalorian game, like a prequel, like the before oh, he I, gets uh, Grogu yeah. in the first. I one. I feel like, like I feel like a bounty hunter game would just yeah. be supreme. You know, yeah. hunting. Down, I mean, it's kind of like you know the Hitman game series, right? Yeah. Or just any sort of like maybe stealth shooter type of game, but you just put it in a Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you, could pick, you could pick your bounties. Each bounty would have, like, you know, a difficulty level to it, you know, mm-hmm. higher threat, higher reward. Yeah, it's got tons of gameplay mechanics that you could build yeah. into that. And, and Star Wars has a cast of characters to really make that worthwhile. So, um, yeah, those are these are nice. Uh, I think Fallen Order, if you've not played it, yeah, I'd recommend it highly. Give it a try. Put it on easy if you don't like the Dark Souls stuff. Um, definitely really expands the Star Wars universe, and you get to play as someone with a lightsaber and you can customize I, your lightsaber to no extent in that game. If it's I really remember cool. correctly, when I was looking at the the um, the difficulty level, I think there's a level even below easy that's just strictly story mode. Yeah. So it, like I don't think there's any challenge to it whatsoever. Probably everything dies in one hit. I think it's just strictly so you can see all the cutscenes. Like, I mean, yeah. I guess you could just go on YouTube, and I'm sure yeah. somebody has already uploaded all the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's still really fun to, to to play. I think I think the window for parrying is a lot sh- bigger on the story mode. Like, you don't have to be as quick with your reflexes on the timeliness mm-hmm. of that too. 
Um, but I, I really enjoy the lightsaber. You can have single blades. You're, you can find a double-bladed lightsaber in there to craft. So it's definitely really fun. And we'll talk a little bit more about one of the characters uh, who has possibly inspired another uh, appearance in a recent show. So um, I think that's it for news. Let's jump into some show discussions. I think from here on out, full spoilers uh, for, yeah. for Book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker. So if you've not yeah. seen them... Go watch them, come back, but we're, we're going to just jump right into them a little bit here. And coincidentally enough, both episodes have just finished airing their fifth episodes. Yep. And I would think they're both running eight episode seasons. Correct me if I'm I think I'm one wrong. of them seven. Uh, okay, so maybe one will end, but we're kind of both in kind of like the same narrative time frame for both of the shows. And who knows, even this fifth episode of Book of Boa Effect could even technically be removed from the story but it's probably the most entertaining and chris why don't you just tell people why episode five is (laughs) is on the show specifically this week and why we're even talking about it because it it was directed by bryce dallas howard no chris that's not it (laughs) oh oh, okay no this is essentially this isn't even a boba fett episode this is the mandalorian season 2.5 uh if you will the episodes uh, even called the the return of the Mandalorian or the Mandalorian returns, yeah. uh, one of those. So I don't know if that title has been kind of hidden uh-huh. or if it was out there early. But yeah, I I, I had no idea. The, I had yeah. no idea, and I look up show I look up show notes pretty early on. Uh, yeah, I, the only indication it, we had was episode four had his little theme at the end. Yeah, at uh, the very very end when they kind of were like, "Hey, we're gonna need some help," yeah. but you know, who knows if like. What does yeah. that mean? Does he show up in the very last act of like the very yeah. last episode, like a Deus Ex do they, like Mandalorian? You know, do they make a call? Does he get a bounty puck? I, I who who knows? It could have been an easy, the most throwaway thing in the world, but instead, mm-hmm. um, he opens up hunting down a bounty uh, in this like dog creature butcher shop kind of mm-hmm. thing, um, and he uses both his um, spear, his his, his mm-hmm. Beskar spear. And his newly acquired dark saber. Uh, that- I forgot he had the dark saber, so yeah. that was so badass when he like whipped it out. I was like, "Oh, he's got it!" Yeah. And then and, uh, it's so cool. <laughs> and, well, and then you find out that he's not. He, then you remember he's not a Jedi, and he sorely needs help using the dark saber because he burned himself mm-hmm. pretty good with it. Uh, like that's that's how I'd use a lightsaber. Right? I'd, I'd cut something off or burn myself pretty yeah. pretty quick. And you can see that he he's not as good with it, but then you find out the dark saber has like some sort of mythical property to it, where it gets heavier uh, with every swing yeah. if you fight against it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Who knows if you could call it mysticism or who knows? It the could force. Just be the pro- yeah, it could be the property of whatever's making this kind of like mysterious dark blade. Maybe the matter gets heavier. Who knows exactly? But. I have to say, it was just refreshing to get out of the desert. So Mm -hmm. we haven't really been talking a whole lot about the book of Boba Fett. I think if this episode wouldn't have popped up, we probably just would have done a recap at the end of the season. Right. But I've been enjoying it, but it's not not scheduled TV for me, right? I'm not super worried if it gets spoiled. I try to catch it when I can. Sometimes I'm okay if I'm an episode or two behind. So I'm glad I finally caught up because I wouldn't have want, wanted this spoiled if it didn't yeah. have to be. Well, but well, it's it's been an okay ride. There was an episode like the other week where there's like some of these hovering like Vespa scooters. They yeah. look so dumb. I hate them. But the characters that are riding them are kind of cool. Like they're like these modders yeah. and they kind of have these um, 
these uh these extra cyberpunk like attachments yeah, so much, that yeah. kind of is cool but the i don't know just the yeah. mopeds looked really dumb to me it, so like i've been rolling my eyes a little bit but overall it's been a positive experience and then it's just surprising to get like you know you know episode season three of the mandalorian like starting up in the yeah. middle of this boba fett show Right, and it, 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 it featured the return of actually characters we hadn't seen since season one of The Mandalorian. Um, the armor and uh, the um, Paz Vizsla uh, was not, they weren't in season two because... Yeah, that's John Favreau, right? I don't know if he's no. underneath the armor, but he's voicing no. it, right? No, he's pre, he, he, he voiced pre-Vizsla in the animated show, not, not Paz Vizsla. It's a different character. <laughs> I feel like we should call him post Vizsla then. Yeah, you got pre Vizsla, then post Vizsla. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. So he he was a character. He voiced a character in the the Clone Wars, and that's what got him into everything here with Dave mm. Filoni. Um, and you know, again, I believe this episode was written by Dave Filoni as well, which obviously shows the 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 stuff of the you know Star Wars thing. But what to me, mm. there's two things here. Early on, this very this this world he's on is essentially a halo. He he's is literally yeah that's f- true and yeah finds, finds a, like he's bounty on this halo ring, uh, which also had like a visual effect that reminded me of old Gundam wing colonies, um, because they like rotate in the distance for that gravity thing, um, and it was really interesting to see like you know the these two uh, Mandalorians are left in the uh, underground if you will like on the edge of the space ring where they could literally fall off into space at any second without their, their space <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, Chris, I just looked it up. Uh, Paz Vizsla is voiced by John Favreau. Okay, uh, well, I just I just looked up the IMDb. On, perfect. Well, uh, I just know Pre Vizsla was, so I, I didn't assume he'd do both. But that's mm. interesting to know. Yeah. That, so I mean, I would I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't under the armor. Right? They could put yeah. anybody on un- under that. Uh, but yeah, I love the aesthetic change. The the desert was getting a little tiring, and not only did we get to go back into space, but a really cool location. They did a little bit of a uncut shot when he was kind of going up the elevator and delivering yeah. the head of his bounty. So that was cool yeah. to get some uh, some camera tricks there. Uh, so yeah, I was I was enjoying this. Yeah, and and it was real. I mean, it's a shorter episode. I feel overall, but that's that's not bad. Short episodes leave you wanting more. Uh, and then, you know, he finds out that he has to go atone for his sins on the, um, was it the, the waterfalls of Mandalore, which we actually got to see some flashback of Mandalore being glassed pretty much yeah. by the Republic. Um, it was, they blew it up everything. Re- yeah. We got a lot of backstory. We learned a whole lot. I'm glad this episode was as long as it was. I think it yeah. clocked in. I think it was just, I think it was north of 50 minutes. I don't know exactly yeah. what it was, but I was, it, it, I was loving every minute. This, yeah. this came at just the right time. So, and then he goes back to, um, uh, Tatooine, uh, to get a, a ship from, um, the strangers with candy. Sorry. I can't remember her name at all, but, uh, Amy, Amy Sedaris. Yes. Uh, I will say I'm not thrilled that he is now piloting an old Naboo starfighter. Um, but, it's fine. I'm not losing sleep over. It. Like I, I, like, I, I don't I, care like enough to lose sleep over it. I thought it was so cool because like I'm just like falling for like the same trick that a lot of other people fall for in this yeah, in this nostalgia. new Star Wars universe. It's just like oh, I remember that thing. That's yeah. cool. And well, they they pimped it out like a hot rod. I, I yeah. thought it was kind of weird. Like they put this kind of engine block thing. Yeah, on the front thing. of it, it's like a, right it's like it's like a it's like a Fast and Furious car. I'm like, he's <laughs> in like, space. He's, yeah, he's he's kind of he's got to look around it, but I was like, okay, whatever. So I just thought it was it was cool to see it again. Yeah. I 
one thing I didn't enjoy so well, even though I love the actor, I love the I love the character of the X-wing kind of captain, the, the, the Paul the Paul Sung Young Lee who who from Kim's Convenience who plays the character. I just kept thinking space is gigantic. What yeah. are the odds that these two X-wing cops right yeah. just happen to be over the planet and have this connection with Mando? So I guess you just kind of have to just like throw that away of just like, oh, they just wanted to do some kind of just something fun and cheeky here and yeah. just also show the- off how fast the ship is. But I was like, okay, this is a really forced cameo. Um, so the other guy is actually has been playing um, another character here. I'm going to look it up real fast. Um, Cascadag? Uh, Ka- I or is it Max Lloyd Jones? Max Lloyd Jones was has played another character in this uh, in this show, which uh, people are like. Well, why would he be back? Um, he he was the body double for Luke Skywalker in the end of in last oh, scene of Mandalorian. That's, that's why he looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's the body double, and, and yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's convenient, but it's whatever. They want to show the fast car. Uh, you know, he's got a he's got a hot rod now driving around, and, and it's fun to see that. And then you get to see the you know the um, tinker droids or whatever they're called. But then there was the 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 BD one droid, um, which is actually it's not. I'm pretty sure I've looked this up. People have tried to tell me differently. Uh, it's not the same model that uh, you have in uh, Fallen Order. It's not the same one, but it's like similar to that model of, of the little helper droid in Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a that to me that was a little fun throwback. Um, you know, it's just um, I, I'm pretty sure that droid spot where she turned into a dome will be a Grogu riding spot. What do you think? Like she's like, oh, I took yeah, the droid I'm, thing out, and put in like a little dome for you. Yeah, because really, if you if you think about it, like oh put extra engine parts in there. They soup it up in that. Yeah. You totally expect to see a little Grogu head up there and everyone's going to be like, yeah. Oh, this is adorable. So, and I will not be immune to it. And we all want to know what he made for. Yeah. What did he get is his it, Beskar spear turned into? It looked like it, chain mail, but I don't think it yeah, is. That's what I was thinking too. Just because you kind of see pseudo chain links coming off of it. Who knows if that's just like slag or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how smelting works. I don't know what they're going to yeah. do with that, but yeah, I like, I was like, Oh my, god if they put a little baby mandalorian helmet on this uh grogu i'm going to die but just the fact that he's making him anything and he says we are different than the jedi we don't detach it's all about family and loyalty you know vin as vin diesel would say third time's the charm i'm finally remembered his name the bald guy (laughs) the muscly bald guy would say family but like how you kind of alluded to, I don't remember if this was before we started recording or not. We're not exactly sure what is the what's the yeah. timeline here because Finnick Shan shows up, says, "Hey, you know, Boba Fett needs some help," and he's like, "Hey, I'll I'll do it for free. We're bros now." But um, hold on, I, I got to run yeah, an errand. Yeah, and it's just like there's no way they're not gonna show us at some point in time, right? Yeah. Him meeting Grogu again, seeing what's going on, giving him his cool little t-shirt or whatever it happens to be right yeah. so did do we see that at the beginning of mando season three as a bit of a flashback because that's kind of yeah. weird because it would be a flashback but then you kind of have to jump post boba fett uh-huh. you, you know so is, is is the next episode is is mando just gonna be in the desert with him ready to go just like oh i just got done with my errand yeah. so yeah i'm not too sure what's happening yeah, on the, wednesday they've, they've left us in an interesting spot where he's like yeah i'll help you but then i gotta go do something that's like mm-hmm. i gotta do it first and then I'll help you and you're like so is he gonna go away and we don't see it and then he just shows up I don't even know if he showed up at the beginning but he might show up at a crucial moment in in a fight against the Pike syndicate I, I don't know 
Well, um, Chris, to answer your question, the book of Boba Fett is seven episodes. I'm looking yes. at it here right now. And chapter six and chapter seven have not been titled yet, have yeah. not been named. So that makes sense why the return of the Mandalorian uh, well, wasn't was, known until yeah. it aired. So a Peacemaker is eight episodes. So yeah, so I knew one of them was seven, one was eight. So um, yeah, I, I think you know this is a great reprieve from the current book of boba fett episodes from the they're sand not bad. it's coarse they're not good. And it gets everywhere yeah they're not bad they're not good um but you know i it needs to get to its ending very quickly like we're at it episode four which we hadn't talked about you know he gets out of the back to tank he's 100 percent healed no more flashbacks for us so the next two really got to blow us out of the water with some surprises and some actual stakes because there's oh. not really been stakes up until now if um if boba fett's not writing on that um rancor yeah. like he alluded to uh i'm gonna be so disappointed well, they, i don't they, care they, i don't care it? how fa- i don't care how fan servicey a moment like that would be i yeah. want it so bad what, what do they call it chekhov's uh rancor <laughs> chekhov's rancor yeah yeah if, if he says he's gonna write it i think that'll be like I, I mean if he doesn't write it through downtown like at at the end uh, of the season, like, you're like, and give me the satisfaction of watch it step on those stupid Vespas. I know the Vespas are now aligned in Boba yeah. Fett's favor, but I want to see him yeah. crushed by. Forget the, the Vespas. I want to see him take that annoying, um, you know, second hand to the mayor uh, and like, <laughs> bite his head off with it. Like he picks him up and like bites his head off there at the end. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm in charge now. Um, yeah, there, there's a there's a lot to to. They need to do a lot in two episodes, and I believe much like. You know, some of the Mandalorian stuff, like, you know, we're going to get a lot at the end of this. I don't expect a season two, if I'm going to be completely yeah. honest with you. I think this one-off Book of Boba Fett event will be good to go. But, you know, um, I wouldn't m- make the character not appear in any other Star Wars stuff. I just don't think he needs his own show after this, right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, um, if, if, if you're looking at it time-wise, the last episode will air on the 9th. And then that following weekend is the Super Bowl. So if there is any sort of stinger at the end of Boba Fett that hints uh-huh. towards more of the Disney Plus Star Wars universe, yeah. maybe we will see that trailer well, during the Super Bowl. Do you, you know who was on Tatooine for most of his life post-Episode 3? Oh, um, uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, was, it, uh, was it Elvis Presley? It was actually <laughs> I know. the king himself, Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. You're right. They have a lot of peanut butter and bantha sandwiches you can eat there. Uh, it was uh, John Cena. You just usually can't see him there. You just yeah. can't see him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, I you know Obi Wan would you know Tatooine is such a pivotal planet, but it's there's nothing fucking going on on it. Um, so <laughs> it's it's very hard I think to make it interesting. So hopefully Obi Wan goes off of Tatooine when he's doing his show, um, because this is kind of boring. Like you said, it's just sand <laughs> and desert and stuff like that. So anyway, moving on. Peacemaker, Mike. Episode five of Peacemakers here. We've not talked about this since the first episode, right? This is our mm-hmm. first. Our, our return foray back into Peacemaker since since it debuted. Is that correct? Yes. Mind you, it was only two weeks ago because they did three the first week. But mm-hmm. um, but um, I we we uh, we actually channel uh, we we when episode four came out, we went through and did two, three, and four all in a row here at our house. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, f- we didn't watch uh, episode five on Thursday, but Friday we did. And it's been interesting if you're not if you don't know this if you don't follow James Gunn on social media. He is doing watch parties with the cast, the main cast, every uh, Saturday, where he answers questions and talks about the episode when they watch them together 
on streaming. Yeah. So not not too cool. surprising. Uh, the Peacemaker is unabashedly James Gunn, and I think we might have even mentioned that when we talked about the first yeah. episode uh, the other week on the show. And I would say that goes in his favor sometimes and against it. Uh, I feel like there's banter moments with some characters where I'm just like, why are they saying that right now? Why is this going yeah. on here? It doesn't really overall detract from the entertainment value of the show, but I'm just like, okay, this is where maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea if like the network came in with maybe some notes, right? It seems like yeah. he's been given carte blanche, and this is kind of what you get. So I, I wouldn't mind maybe what would happen in a season two where Gunn has kind of yeah. already set up the universe and the characters and maybe we get to kind of come in with uh, maybe a little bit of mm-hmm. a different kind of creative lead. Uh, but o- overall, you do get the craziness that comes out of James Gunn, yeah. especially here in James 5. You get a chainsaw through a gorilla, yep. which I'm sure Chekhov's chainsaw hated. <laughs> yes, I'm sure Peta hated that moment, even though they clearly sh- they clearly stated that the gorilla was controlled by one of the butterflies. But still, yeah. that was an innocent gorilla at one point in time. Yeah. But it is really, really crazy. Um, the yeah. whole season has been... Um, has been pretty nuts. So yeah. uh, it definitely keeps you I, off your phone and scrolling, which yeah. is more than you can say about most other shows out there. Well, um, I, I, I think would... this is one of the biggest streaming shows as well. I keep seeing the headline that this is the, the biggest uh, streaming thing out there right now. So it's it's definitely yeah. it's definitely beating a lot of other premium properties out there. At the yeah, well, I, I think it's also, I think, what they say, the highest rated DC property now uh, over mm-hmm. Wonder Woman even. So... That's great. I, I I think it 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 is way more entertaining. Like I would watch this over Wonder Woman right now. I think, but at the same time, there's a lot of shock value in here. It's just shock value to shock value, right? Like there's mm-hmm. no point to some of the shit. Uh, and and that's not to say it's a bad show or anything. Like, but like you said, it's literally there is it can go from like where he's listing off celebrities for five minutes uh, mm-hmm. that he could have you know put in prison to like them actually having good moments and building character throughout this. So uh, it goes back and forth. It ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. And I think this episode ends at a crucial point uh, where we, you know, um, you know, again, spoilers, that we find out that their Myrn is one of the butterflies. So why is a butterfly killing the other butterflies? Is it to maintain secrecy or is he a good butterfly taking out the bad ones? I don't know. Like, what? Yeah. We're going to find out we're... more about this. I don't think they'll kill off Myrn. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what the uh, main actress, you know, her mom is Amanda Waller. What is she doing? Mm-hmm. Why is she planning a diary for Peacemaker? What What's her ulterior motive at the end of this as well? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, th- I think we're I think what we're both trying to say is we're just looking for like a little bit more finesse. Yeah. And I don't think that necessarily would detract from just like the craziness of the show that's made it so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena is an icon. I'm loving this dude. It, uh, I'm 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 here for the Cenaissance or whatever we want to yeah. call it. I'll, I'll follow him to the ends of the earth because he's, he's just so energetic when he's on the screen. And I, I just I can't yeah. I can't look away. It's, he's so funny. Yeah. So, it, it's uh, funny. I, I really enjoyed this episode where he, he got a new helmet and he's like, mm. activate x-ray vision. And then he just starts blowing people's heads off. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is actually entertaining. This is a peacemaker. Like, you know, like he's got abilities, he's got skills. This is why he was put away. Yeah. Kind of this thing. is kind of the first time we get to see what he can do in the suicide squad movie. Right. Like I yeah. keep, I keep uh, going back to that moment that was played for a joke at the very end where they just him and uh, bullseye, not, not bullseye, no. not sportsmaster. Uh, not dead shot sportsman what Blood, uh, what's uh what's his bloodshot bloodshot <laughs> yeah bloodshot where they're going no, no, bloodshot that, like, that, that was that was in diesel 
what <laughs> Chris Bloodsport. What's the, is it Bloodsport? Uh, I think it's Bloodsport. Idris Idris Elba. Yeah. When Idris Elba and John Cena are going through that forest and they're just killing all these people just effort effortlessly because mm-hmm. they have like these skills, right? I've been waiting yeah. to kind of see that again from Peacemaker. And we get to see that with this like ridiculous, like triple chambered like shotgun and then he straps yeah. a grenade to like a thing and he's like, What? Yeah. I had to tell you to jump away from a bomb I just made. Yeah. So uh this was firing on um some strong cylinders here. I'm curious yeah. how it's going to wrap up because the mist the mystery and the and the stakes seem very very high right these butterflies yeah. seem to be everywhere my guess is they're they do some sort of analysis with like butterfly food and maybe they like poison mm-hmm. or kill off all the butterflies and sink uh, yeah. uh at some point but, they'll find uh, a way to like recover the person <laughs> and yeah. not the butterfly because the, the trailer for the next one shows the butterfly he's captured making a peace symbol mm-hmm. um on, on the jar so i think they're gonna find a way to reverse the butterfly effects um yeah for that i i actually have enjoyed i thought vigilante was going to be like someone who's who's all talk no walk but in episode four when he fights the white supremacist in the jail um mm. and he just like took them all down i'm like oh god damn he actually is you know someone who has trained and become a a fighter overall yes. so he, i was very impressed with that skills. episode mm-hmm. scene so, yeah. but- so, so overall, the the check in for Boba Fett five and Peacemaker five different different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I would say we are both all in on the shows. It seems like nothing's yeah. nothing's stopping us now. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't dread the next week. Right? Like I'm like okay, I've got something on Wednesday and something on Thursday for me. Uh, so usually the back half of the week, I'm like I can watch something and, and enjoy it. So. Um, this is a premium streaming television justifying both Disney plus and HBO max for me right now. So, um, thrilled for that. So that's, that's what we got there. That is the episode, Mike. We somehow turned the lightest week into one of our longest episodes. So Chris, that's because we're professionals. You can true. give us one bullet point to talk about and we will go on and on and on for an hour. And that's basically what our review episodes are, right? It's just one bullet point talking about one yeah. movie and we go for an hour. Yeah. And, and honest, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say we're professionals, but at least we know how to have a good conversation and that's what matters. Um, but anyway, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at, man? They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and wherever else you might find that handle. I don't know where else I have it. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, Mike Royer Design. <laughs> uh, you can uh, find my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they mm-hmm. find you? Well, I'm probably doing some arcade photos. I haven't posted a lot on social lately, uh, but I'm going to probably put some of my arcade stuff on there because it's really fun. So I'm going to put it on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, and Instagram, Valdan. 87 uh also you can use those to find me uh both on playstation and xbox uh respectively uh if you want to know more about the show what we're doing where they can find us for our next review episode which i believe will be the batman in march uh where can they find all that good information at oh it's easy it's just superhero slate.com superhero slate.com superhero slate dot com third time's a charm our... now 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 we'll appear in your house if you say it three times yeah vin there. diesel's gonna pop up in my closet yeah. uh that's where you can find that official release of the spider-man script the concept art of mysterio the halo trailer if you're having trouble hunting that down we have that all in our show notes there you can find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you can get merch at superhero slate.com slash 
store. Reach out and let us know what you're thinking of the Book of Boba Fett, what you're thinking of Peacemaker, which one do you look forward to the most during the week, uh, and if things are turning around for you now that Mando has returned. Let us know, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, make sure you are uh, vaccinated, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.